0: Hey, watch. Yeah, welcome to another episode of the G Splash Splash Trash Math Podcast where we talk movies and comic books sometimes. Uh This is our review show where we keep it live, and I gotta pull up the docket so I know what we're talking about today. So <clears throat> I have it, all the clues as to what we're even jabbering about. I'm your host, Bradley Baxter, the one and only Chris Bucky Watches Live. <laughs> that other side west side oh man uh our rating system simple splash if it's dope trash if it's straight, <laughs> straight up garbage garbage. It's garbage and uh man if it's like yeah i'll give it a you should give it a give it a sample and then if you yeah. don't like the first 15 minutes turn it off or walk yeah. out of the movie theater whatever you want to do say,
1: see you later terrible film
0: uh we're talking two movies today we're talking escape room uh-oh. And the upside. Now, this is yes. a weird pocket for moviegoers, right? Like there's it nothing is. It's a really weird time. Either people are still catching up from the winter wonder of the movie greatness that we just had. Mhm. Or if you're a nerd moviegoer like me, you're kind of running out of stuff to go to.
1: Yeah, it's every year this is just that period of time for movies. Like when you're like there's movies coming out and you're excited about it, and then it's like it will be released January 26th. You're like, "Oh, that movie probably sucks balls." Like Yeah. Any movie released in January and February historically has not been great. They like, release it in a low season when people don't really go to the movies so that people so that people will have something to go to and they can try and make money because they know they have a shitty movie on their hands.
0: Well, there is the exception of Black Panther there, and, and there Deadpool. are there are some
1: movies that just carry it away, which probably may have helped it be even more successful financially
0: than it would have been if it had been released in July, let's say. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree 100%. <clears throat> Uh, Chris, no movie news other than there's no movies to talk about. Uh, cool.
1: That's some good check news. Out, uh,
0: <laughs> definitely check out our show, G-Splash, which is immediately following this one. It's episode number 61. And we're talking some Netflix stuff where we talk- We go over Ooh. Bird Box and Bandersnatch oh. and the latest in Netflix news. So check cool. that out. Uh, Chris, let's get right into it. The first movie on our list is Escape Room. Um, mm-hmm. this got 53% from critics and 60% from the fans or movie so it goers. hovers around that good. Hover, that good it area. hovers in that pocket? Um, it's very simple. Uh, it's an escape room is a psychological thriller about six strangers who find themselves in the, in circumstances beyond their control and must use their wits to find out clues or they die simple. Okay. I didn't know this had the girl from daredevil. Which Karen, girl? Karen. Oh, really? Yeah, she was, at least to me, was the only actor, actress that I recognized that I was like, oh, Daredevil. Uh,
1: oh, everybody else was kind of... Okay, kinda,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this movie, Chris, I did you run out and see it like I did?
1: <laughs> I didn't run out and see it. I read the plot, but I didn't run out and see it because I was pretty sure... I mean, I saw the reviews, but I was pretty sure it was going to be like, I don't know, like Saw Light or something.
0: Definitely, it's Saw. 100% Saw there is like a side of the story that we don't find out until the very end, and like obviously it's set up for like a thousand sequels. Sure, for a franchise yeah, or whatever. All of
1: all of the Saw films: Saw, Saw Two, Saw Three, Jigsaw, Jigsaw Four, Jigsaw Puzzle.
0: Yeah, it's basically <laughs> it's basically that. It wasn't great. I'm I'm gonna say that. I gotta say this movie's pretty trash. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like Lavage. it. I, I, there were parts I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Um. Some of the escape rooms are pretty crazy. Interesting, uh, and the clues were super hard. But there was definitely some stuff like, "Why? Why don't you just do this?" And then it changes everything. Lots
1: so is it is it like Goonies? I mean, did it feel like Goonies? Like they have a bunch of like challenges they have to get through. It's like Goonies and Saw got
0: smashed together. No, it was like well, there's like a, there's layers. Like there is layers to the story because like first of all, like what are all these people like? Why did they pick these people to come together and go through this uh-huh. stupid thing and? There's one kid who's, like, oh, in love with puzzles. There's, like, a person suffering from PTSD from, like, the war, which is Karen okay. from Daredevil. She's probably suffering from post-traumatic Daredevil. Canceled. Um. <clears throat> there's a joke there. There's a joke there. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> Another young girl. They all turned out to be in, like, a hospital or something at one point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But they just—I wouldn't say Goonies because it wasn't—it's exactly what an escape room is. Like, what's the—you got to figure out the clues. And as like, for instance, the first room they go to is actually the waiting room, and they don't know that the game has started yet. Okay. And the door locks behind them. Then they're like trying to figure out clues. And there's one like the one guy is like, "Oh, look over here and check this and try this." And but it's basically an oven. The room turns into like this giant oven and it just keeps getting Mm. hotter and hotter and they figure out this is a spoiler but i don't think anyone's rushing out to see this so it doesn't matter uh (laughs) (laughs) there's like it turns out the table has it's designed it has like circles but they're actually like weights and they're buttons that open up another a grate to like the next room
1: right like legends of the forbidden temple but with
0: death yeah and so obviously you're gonna you lose a character at each room So it's, there's some cool, there's a cool like room that's upside down and the door they need to get to is like on the ceiling, but it's like a pool table room. So it's like a bar kind of, Uh, okay, that's kind of of cool.
1: So they had some cool set pieces. It was like clever ideas. It sounds like, like it's not like a great movie, but it's, it's not lazy. Like some of the Saw movies got to be, they're doing some kind of interesting things with the different rooms and that's a fun idea. I mean, I know like escape the room is like, you know, you go and. I don't know I've never done one of those before like I, I hear they're fun but I wonder if there's any that are like multi-tiered like hey you're gonna get here at 8 a.m. and you've got to get through 12 rooms and it's like oh tits like I wonder if that's a thing I don't know if they're that ex- extended like, like, like is that's crazy called, like intense escape room
0: escape room or dot die- like you could definitely make this a thing and
1: yeah like if somebody does something that d- they do it wrong then you're like hey you're out man you just gotta go watch now from the thing like you died
0: Like the game show, Hidden Temple, Legends of the Hidden Temple, where they just take you. Legends of the Forbidden Temple. Where they just take you, like, they just pop out and take you, and you're like,
1: oh my god. There has to be, because there's, like, you know, there's, like, those freaking crazy, super intense haunted house walkthroughs that you have to, like, sign a waiver, and they, like, spit in your mouth and pour blood on your head. Like, there has to be some escape rooms that are like,
0: oh my god. Probably. Uh, There's a bunch out here in New York. Um, There's, like, a bomb one where you have to figure out before the bomb goes off and it explodes in paint and stuff. Oh, that sucks. <clears throat> Ruins your clothes. They give you suit. Oh, <laughs> clever idea. Not really anything groundbreaking as far as story or plot. Uh, obviously, they set it up for a sequel Um, and there's always one survivor. Right. So mm-hmm. that's can be expected. So I don't think anything I said is a, is a spoiler necessarily, but cool rooms. Cool idea. OK, um, so what do you I, think? How's I gave it, give give it I gave it a trash, but <laughs> really it was garbage. still trash. Yeah, it was still trash. The acting wasn't amazing. It wasn't great. I felt that it was trash, even though I enjoyed the film somewhat. It was missable. Yeah, it had there was too many things going against it, so I called it the trash. But okay, trash it is. is a, it is a sixty percent. So some people did like this movie. Next on the list, <clears throat> the upside. Uh, this has a forty percent and an eighty-eight percent. So very mixed reviews here. Inspired by a true story, the upside is a heartfelt comedy about recently. Paroled ex-convict who strikes up an unusual and unlikely friendship with a paralyzed billionaire. The upside is based on the 2011 French film *The Intouchables*. I didn't know this was a remake of that film until after the film. This stars mm-hmm. Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. I went into this and I was like, "Man, this movie's probably gonna be." not. Nah, I didn't expect it to be funny. Yeah, you seen the trailer for this one?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of I know the story that it's sort of based on. <clears throat> Oh, really? Based on a true story.
0: Yeah, so running down the story, Kevin Hart is trying to find work, not really doing a good job of it. Stumbles across his job, and he ends up getting the job because the parallel has a do-not-resuscitate and doesn't want to keep going to the hospital. Right. So he's kind of in that dark place. And if you get someone who doesn't know what they're doing, it'll be easier for him to off himself. Mm-hmm. Then they become buds and they. he figures out the job and he adds an element that probably most caretakers wouldn't do because they're not, they're focused on doing the job correctly versus trying to figure out or like help the mental side of this. I don't know. You can yeah, break no, this down. Like
1: he's, yeah, he's trying to not be like, you know, I'm just going to gently wipe your butt now. He's like, man, you got to get out there and be this and date and trying to show him like. It's like one of those uplifting, inspirational stories. This guy gave up, and Kevin Hart comes in here and be like, "I'm gonna teach you what life's really like."
0: Yeah, so they have they have their ups and downs and uh, back and forth. This movie was actually really fucking funny. Um, and I was not expecting that laugh so much. I know that Kevin Hart is you know hilarious clown type of comedian, and Brian mm-hmm. Cranston can definitely be funny, but also a very serious uh, actor. And then you have Nicole Kidman in the mix, right? There's some awkward stuff. Um, He goes on a date and you see this person who they've had like a pen pal relationship mm-hmm. and uh, she then realizes what it would be like to actually have a relationship with this person. It was fine right. when they were just like writing letters back and forth. But, but then it's like, oh, this is going to be she's a real like, thing. Yeah, she's like feeding him and like she starts to like freak out a little bit in the restaurant and she's like it's like his first date as a paraplegic and he kind of has like a, He's like, I am out of here. Like, and then like a a bunch of shit happens as he's leaving. And it's just like this crazy thing. And funny, there's funny scenes. Did you like it? Uh, I was, I was going to get there. Uh, there's some funny scenes. Like there's a, there's a catheter scene. Nice. Where Kevin Hart has to change his catheter. And it's actually hilarious. Um, lots of life lessons, lots of great storytelling. Uh, this movie's gotten a bad rap as far as that reviews go, but I'm giving it a splash. I I, I really like really? this movie. Yeah, I was surprised. I was expecting a darker movie. I was expecting it to be trash. It was out of 38, I think, when I saw it, but I could see why people like it. It's an enjoyable, fun movie. Like, it's not super crazy in this, as the, like the sentimental or like emotional parts, but like, mm-hmm. it was a good story. I think some of these bad reviews were that. This movie, this movie was made like less than ten years ago, and they just remade it in English. Right, right, right. Yeah, the, so it got the a bad It's called rap.
1: like the in- the in- not the in- the untouchables or something yeah, like that. Now this called the one's called The Upside. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I- I'm surprised. I think that I talk about this a lot when we come, especially with Splash Trash Matt. But one of those things is Rotten Tomatoes, and my dad always says, and I gotta give him a shout out for that. But you know, if there's something <laughs> that is, pops are getting a shout hey. uh, when you see a wide gap like that between what the critics say and what the audience says, it usually means that just as a moviegoer, as your casual, I mean, even if you could say that we're casual cause we love to go to movies, but like, you're probably going to enjoy it. Or there's a lot of things that you can enjoy about it. Like the fact that this got a 40 critically, but an 88 means that, yeah, it's probably not the most complete movie or maybe it's not the one that I would be like, Oh yeah, this is, this is great. Like I'm going to recommend this to everybody. But the 88% from people shows me that, but I'm going to enjoy it. Like I'm going to have a good time. People walked away from the movie going, it wasn't great, but I had a fun time. And those are the movies sometimes I like the best. Like, you see an escape room, a 53 and a 60. That's close enough that you kind of know what you're going to get with that movie. Yeah. And it happens the other way, too, where movies get, like, a... Like, a, what was that movie from two years ago or last year? It was, like, the the Phantom Thread. It got, like, a 90-critic oh, yeah. score. And it got, like, a 22-people score. And you're like, that movie
0: must be unbelievably boring. And guess yeah. what? It, it was. was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have 100% agree with you. This theater was packed. This theater was loud. They laughed at all the jokes. So, I mean, these... Everyone That's in that nice. movie, when it the credits rolled, clapped. People liked the movie. That's good. So it's unfortunate, that, you know. Kevin Hart has this whole controversy going on with the Oscars and yeah. this birthday party and shit he said ten years ago in a time frame where that was politically oh acceptable. He's dealing with a lot, so he's on. He's trying to promote this movie. It' very enjoyable movie. Good movie. Mm-hmm. Solid film. And you know it sucks. that he has to go and be like no nah, i'm not talking about the oscars no i'm not talking about the birthday party i'm here yeah, to talk like, about I the got, movie yeah. but he spent I some have time with a lot
1: going on right yeah, now. <laughs> he spent
0: he said he spent some time with um with caretakers and Brian Cranston sat uh and hung out and spent some time with uh some paraplegics man i don't know how he could film so long sitting in that chair and like not moving except his neck like
1: yeah it's i mean he's a great actor we all know that but that's a tough role to do, to be in like any of those vegetative, partially, you know, paralyzed, quadriplegic, any of those states. Like you really have to sell that you can't move. And so I guess you're on set shooting all day. They gotta be times between like they're like cut, and you're like, I gotta get up and walk around or my legs are gonna die.
0: Yeah, I was kind of hoping they would show bloopers, but I again it's not that kind of movie. Right. But you know there's gotta be some funny instances between those two.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Nicole Kidman was good, too. Like, I think the cast oh, was yeah. phenomenal. And I, I she kind of gets in the shadow, but she's... They all added an element to the movie uh, that was definitely their own. And that's why I think it was a good movie. I think uh, that's a movie that people should go actually out and, and see. Okay,
1: well, there you go. Go see it, everybody. So, if
0: you if you haven't seen <clears throat> Spider-Man or anything, uh, go see that.
1: <clears throat> if you haven't seen Spider-Man.
0: Or if you have no interest in seeing Spider-Man. Thomas go see Spider-Man. <clears throat> Uh new attractions coming out this weekend. Who's ready for the weekend? It's only, yeah,
1: I mean, it's only Thursday
0: today, but New attractions, glasses coming out. So 38% yeah. right now. This is the the third installment of M Night's series, which actually is a Disney series. I did not know that. Did you know that?
1: What? Like so, Disney owns the rights to it?
0: So uh, alright. So the original film, uh what is it, Unbreakable is a touchstone. Right, of course. That show pictures. Right, which, which is Disney's. Oh own. yeah. So the root of the of the film, it Disney's involved. So the Split came out, and Universal was like, is keep it domestic, blah blah blah. And then Disney was like, we'll handle the international and then distribution. So same thing with this one. I think I could be wrong with the uh, about the sequel split. I could be wrong about that one. But this one is being distributed internationally by Disney. And then, locally by Universal. So interesting. So the the critics reviews that are coming out are super low. So now the there's opportunity for free screenings. So uh, by the time this podcast comes out, which is today Thursday, I will have seen the movie yesterday, Wednesday. Whoa, you're blowing so, my I'm, mind. I'm time traveling all over this, motherfucker. <clears throat> so um, I
1: have to say that whatever. I'm excited to see what you're gonna say about it, but. I also, I was, I'm a little bummed. I'm going to level with you. I'm a little bummed.
0: You're bummed about what?
1: That the fact that this movie got bad, 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 bad reviews.
0: But, I mean, look at the up. We just did a movie review of a movie that's relatively critic-reviewed the same area. But this one's got more hype, so people are a little bit more, you know. Well, it's also M. Night Shyamalan, so you never know what you're going to get. It is true. M. Night is hit or miss, and most of the time he's a miss.
1: But yeah, I'm I'm bummed. I thought that uh, I was sure that this after how good like split unbreakable you 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 can go either way on it. I really enjoy it, but I also will be the first to tell you that it's really slow at times and I think that they miss some opportunities in there or whatever. Here's my but, here's
0: here's what I think. Here's why I think the critic I haven't read any of the reviews, so I could be completely off here. But my thing is I bet people forgot what those characters were like or didn't go back and watch it.
1: That seems very very possible cuz I mean, Unbreakable was so long ago people split got was such a great movie and it got hype so like okay but like you got to go back 10 and a half 12 years or whatever and watch Unbreakable and I bet and it then, doesn't like, hold I'm up I'm watching Split and then those are two separate movies and it probably doesn't I mean it holds up okay but it still has a lot of boring stuff in it Oh
0: before. you've seen it recently?
1: I did I saw it probably like 4 months ago and it's long it's too long it's, it's just got some too slope. Long.
0: I mean you don't even really figure out what's really happening until like the last 10 minutes of the movie and then it's like Oh, shit. And then it's over. Oh, shit. Right? Like, he's like, oh, he's breakable. Oh, cool. He's unbreakable, but he's glass. Yeah. He, oh, he breaks. Oh, oh they're, that's well, why they're he's, connected. Oh. He's been... Lo- oh, yeah. Yeah, and you know, like- and
1: then they were like, hey, here's this movie split about this crazy guy that has all these personalities that turns into a monster at the end. And they're like, oh, we should make those come together. And the main cons- the main consensus I'm seeing from this movie is like, he's asking you to follow along with comic book stuff like a little too much. And I think that for that reason, maybe me and you will actually enjoy it mm-hmm. because we actually read comic books. And we understand like their flow. But a lot <laughs> of the reviews I'm reading are like, yeah, it kind of expected me to understand the world of comic books, like how they work and the tropes and stuff. And I just didn't really care. So I was bored. It's like,
0: oh, all right. Seems like that would be an underline. If you've seen any other first two, then that would be an underlining element. You would know that.
1: Right. You're telling me. Uh, anyway, You're telling
0: me. Uh, For those who don't know, Glass is following the conclusion of Split, and Glass finds Dunn pursuing Crumb's superhuman figure of the Beast. In a series of escalating encounters, while the shadowy presence of Price emerges as an orchestrator who holds the secrets critically to both men. Who is Samuel L. Jackson, Bruce Willis, Professor X, what's his name? James McAvoy. James McAvoy, and the girl from um, American Horror Story. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah. Sarah, Sarah Paulson.
0: Uh, am uh, yeah. I was going to say that I'm weirdly attracted to her, but I'll probably cut this part out. Anyway. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm weirdly attracted to her. I'm quite aroused right now, in fact. Uh, I want to go that far. Oh, there's something else I was going to say about this movie. Oh, James McAvoy came out and said that, uh, something about the X-Men not fitting into the MCU. He's like, Yeah, I saw that little news thing, too. I didn't read it, though. I didn't read it. That's another topic in itself, but Chris... Going into this weekend, definitely see Glass. Don't feel like seeing a comic book movie. Slip into the upside. It's a dope movie. And if you got some extra time or you need to fill an extra ticket on your AMC A-List subscription, hit up that escape room for trash-ass movie watching. Chris, any last words, anything you want to see this weekend? There's actually a dragon... Also, a Dragon, yeah, Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. I was going to say Dragon Ball
1: Super Broly is going to drop in theaters. It has a limited run um, in IMAX on Wednesday only, and then it runs through the weekend at other theaters. If you get a chance, go and uh, and you like Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Super. Even if you haven't seen any of Dragon Ball Super, this is like a retelling of something that happens technically in Dragon Ball Z. They're going to give you plenty to go, but the reviews for it have been off the chart. People <clears> love it. The animation's beautiful. Uh, you should definitely, if you get a chance and you like Dragon Ball, go watch it because it's going to be dope. Bang,
0: bang. Uh, all right. Definitely check out, stick around for G-Splash following this episode, episode 62. I'm your host, Bradley Baxter. Ironically, the music is cued in right now, so we're ending this perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see you next week, or we may not. We got some stuff coming up. I'm Bradley Baxter. It's Chris Bucky Watts. We out. Peace. We out.